Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi Line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe in downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. We had a fun first hour. Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director at the Borgata, joined us. If you missed it, make sure you check it out in podcast form. Search the Lombardi Line wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of which, a new edition of the GM Shuffle just hit your podcast feed. So make sure you go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review and check out the new episode. It's Michael and I recapping all of the Week 18 happenings going in depth on the coaching carousel what might happen this week laying out the land so we encourage everyone to check out the gm shuffle podcast yeah it was a good one today we had a lot to talk obviously a lot to talk about right we we had we didn't even cover all the games we had so much oh. to talk about so <laughs> it was fun yeah, it was, a, it was fun, as always, here to recap on a Monday, and we'll have a fun second hour on deck 15 minutes from now. Our very own Stormy Bonantoni, host of the Lombardi Line here, Mondays through Fridays, Mondays through Thursdays, I should say, rather. Uh, she will be joining us from the national title game, Boots on the Ground in Houston, as we go ahead and preview Washington and Michigan. So we'll get Stormy's take on those two games. Also, we'll ask her some NFL questions as well, see what her playoff wildcard leanings are, if she's been massaging the lines that have been out since last night. <laughs> Then 30 minutes from now, VEASAN NFL analyst Mike Pritchard will be joining us here to give us Pritch's points uh, to get some of his wildcard thoughts as well. But, Michael, let's get some some uh, opening thoughts on week 18 and what we saw. Obviously, Buffalo was able to clinch the AFC East. What else stood out to you watching the final week of the regular season? Well, I mean, the Jacksonville collapse, right? I mean, that's got to be so disappointing. You know you're going in there. You knew you were going to get the best punch out of Jacksonville, right? You knew they were going to come and they were going to try to establish Henry. You knew that with Tannehill, they could at least complete some passes, which was different than with Levis. Even though, And you also knew you had a chance to create some turnovers. And they just laid a giant egg. I mean, they didn't protect the football. They didn't do the smart. They, they lost the game as opposed to win the game. And it's got to be really disappointing, as I talked about in the last block. I mean, you know, 
they, they, they give away the game. They put the ball 43 times in the hands of their quarterback. He turns it over, and they never got control of the game because they don't have any toughness. They just don't have any toughness as a football team. And even though they had the ball for over 32 minutes, they couldn't really make the plays they needed to make come crunch time. They're 0 for 3 on fourth downs. 0 for 3 on fourth downs, Femi. You know, and, and they, they love to go for it on fourth downs and are not good at it, especially the one in the third quarter where they had a chance to get back into the game a little bit, and then they got a turnover. Like, keep giving your team a chance to win. So I, I was really disappointed. It's going to be a long offseason for Jacksonville. Yeah. I thought Atlanta laying the big egg that they laid, and New Orleans kind of having a 31-point second half was impressive. But I think this, the show stealer was the Packers. This Packer offense, I know they only scored 17 points, but they're good. Love is good. Love can throw it. And the line's blocking. And these receivers, Reed, I know Dobbs got hurt, but they're good. And they're healthy now. And their defense was really good yesterday. They got after it. They were pressuring the quarterback. Uh, You know, they did a perfect rush on how to handle Justin Fields. So for me, it was really an impressive win. Now, I don't know if it'll translate over to beating the Cowboys because the one thing I do know about Green Bay, much like Seattle, they can get to a track meet with Dallas. I mean, you know, especially Gilmore left the game yesterday. I don't know how bad he was hurt. But if Gilmore's not out there, they're going to have a hard time covering the receivers, especially if Watson's back. Yeah, yeah, Watson gives him that vertical threat there that he's just been dealing with this hamstring injury all season long, dating back to the beginning of the season. He only played in about a handful of games, but Green Bay is definitely uh, a, a live dog, at least offensively, if you will. And let's kind of spin it into that game where the Cowboys are seven and a half point favorites at home. It'll be the Sunday afternoon marquee game, total 50 and a half here. Is this one that you would go ahead and take the points or would you look to the over perhaps? Because we've seen a lot of money come in on the over over the last two hours so yeah i mean i I know tg said in the last block that you know in some books they opened it at seven and a half i saw it as a seven and it moved to seven and a half and now it's really at seven and a half that's a that's a scary number right like the books like lauren you it's it almost feels like a trap to take green bay like you you feel like it's too easy right it's just too easy that doesn't make sense But then when you peel it back a little bit, yeah, it does make sense because this is the Green Bay Packer team that gave up 30 points to the Carolina Panthers. If they give up 30 to the Panthers and Bryce Young, what's Dak going to do with them? And Dallas rested their two starting guards in last week's game. They should be healthier in the offensive line this week. And we know they can rush the passer. So, and Dallas has experience. I mean, I think we got to talk about it, Femi. This will be, I know Stroud played a playoff game last week, but rookies or first-year players in playoff games, it, it's, not an easy, it's not an easy challenge, right? And so you got Love, this is his first-year starter and his first year in a playoff game. Going to be hard, right? Yeah. You know, Rudolph, I know he's been around 100 years, first playoff game, <laughs> going to be hard, right? You know, Flacco, been there. Stroud, first real playoff game, but at least it's home. So I think there's some concern about that. I, look, I think Love's fabulous. And I, would, and I would say all those people that killed them for drafting Love, and everybody talked about, you know, last year they couldn't win. And this year they, got, they really they got a quarterback that made plays for them. 
Yeah, I mean, this season's already been deemed successful. If I, if I was a Packer fan, it's like, hey, we found our quarterback. Great. Now let's build around him and see where we can take this thing because that was the big question mark. It's like, what are they going to do with Love? They even gave him that, that kind of reworked one-year contract or so. They were even unsure in what they had, but I think it's pretty safe to say that they got themselves their quarterback of the future. As it pertains to this game, though, like, like like you, I think seven and a half feels like it's a touch high, but then Dallas at home, their splits, their home road splits. At home, they look, look like one of the best teams in the league. On the road, it's a little bit shaky here, but I think the over would be where I'd look here because I have concerns about Dallas's run defense against a healthy Aaron Jones. Like That's where Aaron my Jones biggest concern good, yeah. is. He did look really he good. He certainly yesterday. looked good. And and the Packer offensive line is good, but the Packer on the... Remember, this is the same Packer team that lost to Tommy DeVito. Yeah. So... You know, hold on here. You know, they were six-point favorite against Tommy DeVito, six and a half. And, you know, they struggled in that game. So, look, I, 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 it's going to take a little bit more time for me to go through it all because I, I tend to, you know, last week at this time, I would have liked Chicago. By the end of the week, after watching the Chicago tape against Green Bay in the opener, I kind of got off Chicago and leaned to, and leaned towards Green Bay on our show because you, when you watch it, you start to piece together the game. And I do think if it's a track meet, the Packers can play a track meet. They can they can yeah. score, but it's going to put them in a very, t- very difficult situation. But the Packers are the healthiest they've ever been going into this game. They are the healthiest they've ever been. 100%. You know? and, and think about this. If they don't – how about this? If they don't stub their toe against Tommy DeVito on Monday night and then come back and lay the giant egg against the Bucks, See, here's what I'm worried about. Todd Bowles did a good job against Green Bay. Quinn can copy that game plan. Don Martindale did a good job against Green Bay. Quinn can copy that. The other game plans were fairly easy for LaFleur. Carolina, he kind of had a sense of. Minnesota, second time he played him. Chicago, I mean, he can play Eberflus for the next 10 years and get 400 yards. He just knows how to play them. He just knows it. He, it's two weeks in a row where LaFleur has been ahead of, the, of all the calls. There's something to that. We don't talk enough about it. There's something to that. They just have his number. And, you know, I think when they were healthy against Kansas City, they moved the football against a good defense. They scored 27 against the Chiefs. So I, I go back and forth on this game. Probably not the right thing. But I will say this before we jump ahead. If you like Pittsburgh, the tens are getting eaten up. The weather is driving this number down because of the wind and the vortex and all this crap that's going on. We're starting to see DraftKings here in New Jersey is down to nine and a half. Thirty five and a half is the total. So I'm saying if you have any if your model says take Pittsburgh, the number is going to be reflective more of the weather than the betting. Yeah, I think mean, I mean, it's just the, the, the point spread will always compress if the total is gone. And the total opened like 41. We're down 35 and a half here. I just I get the move there with the wind that's projected. But the weather projection six days out always scare me because like, having worked in local news, I know these things can flip on a dime. Now, I'm sure it's going to be windy regardless. But is it going to be the 40 to 50 mile per hour winds or maybe it's just 20 to 25 mile per hour winds. I think we still have to hold off on that. But definitely, I think if you like 10, uh, if you're just looking to grab a number, that that's a number that's probably not going to stick around much longer if this continues to trend in the direction of a very, very windy contest. What do you make of the Sunday night game, though? Rams-Lions. We haven't talked much about that one. That one's going to be heavily bet. I think a lot of people are going to like the Rams just because of the Stafford angle going back to Detroit. They're catching three and a half total, 51 and a half, a lot of points expected at Ford Field. 
No one's betting the Lions. Dan Campbell came out at his press conference just a minute or so ago and announced that he thought Sam Laporta had a chance to play this week, which is good Ooh. news, right? Yeah. And, and you could see the mental toughness of his team last week. He did not back off. I didn't understand. You were you were one of the few guys that weren't buying the the Vikings. I mean, how many sharps did we have to listen to that were all over the Vikings last week? Oh, you got to take the Vikings. It's a good yep. play, good play. I mean, Campbell was going to play his guys, right? Campbell was going to play his guys. So uh, for me, uh, I think, and everybody, well, you know, he got his guy hurt. I don't know. I think this Detroit team's fairly tough. What bothers me about this game is they're they're not good defensively. But they can stop the run. And if you stop Sean McVay from running the ball, you have a better chance. Yeah. Week 18, it's another one of those situations, especially that Vikings-Lions game, is you have to listen to the head coach. You can't put yourself in the coach's position. You just have to listen to what the head coach is saying. And Campbell all week said to anybody who would listen, we're playing our starters. Yeah. We're playing. And everyone's just like, well, maybe he'll take them out. Maybe it's like the guy said they're playing, man. I don't know. I don't think he's lying. And they went ahead. No. And also Nick Mullins gave us some gifts as well. But that's what Nick Mullins does. But you knew that. We exactly. all knew he was going to be the gift that kept on giving. I learned my lesson that two weeks ago. We faded him and we got to the window. Stormy Tony joins us next year live from Houston at the site of tonight's national title game between Washington and Michigan. We'll check in with Stormy next. You're on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge through the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get access to our daily best bets. For the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every single game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access. You get the first 30 days for only $9.99. All you got to do is check out VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi here hanging out on the Monday after the final day of the regular season. And tonight we get 
the great national title game between Washington and Michigan. And live from NRG Stadium in Houston, we got boots on the ground. VEASAN zone, Stormy Bonantoni, who also does terrific work for ESPN College Football Sideline Reporter. Stormy, we appreciate you joining us. I'm sure things are busy down in Houston. But uh, when you look at these two teams and when you talk to the coaching staffs and the players, I mean, what have you learned here between this matchup between Washington and Michigan ahead of tonight's national title game? Well, it's definitely a couple of teams that are really, really hungry. And thank you guys for having me. Big fan of the Lombardi line, gentlemen. Uh, Yeah, isn't that great? Great little view of the field behind there. Oh, speaking of boots on the ground, Femi, check out the shoes. Uh Uh-oh, we got the kick game. Hey, there we go. There we go. (laughs) The swoosh is live in Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, it really has been a treat talking to some of these coaches and players this weekend. Hunger is such a big theme of this game because you have Michigan and everything that they went through with the NCAA violations and the sign stealing and everything and wanting to prove that they are the best team in the country on their own merit and that they, the way that they went out last year, losing to TCU in the semifinal, they all wanted to come back and were very mission minded from day one this season. And then you've got Washington who boy, can they play the underdog card and they have been doubted every single step of the way. And every step of the way that they've been an underdog, they've won outright under Kalen DeBoer. So these guys are excited. And I think especially after the title game we got last year with Georgia and TCU, and it was a blowout, that we're going to have a really competitive, hard-fought game here in Houston. What do you think Michigan's approach is, Stormy? Are they going to try to play keep away, not let the Washington offense have the football, run it, try to run the clock, be physical, try to beat them up? And... Do you think that can work? Well, that's my biggest fear because I am, I am a Houston backer in this. I mean, I am a a Washington backer in this spot. I love taking the five points with them because of what I just said about them being doubted so much, but it makes a ton of sense that that's what Michigan's going to try to do. And they're not afraid to run the ball a hundred times. If that's what's going to lead them to success. And they're going to try to run the ball, hold on to the football, dominate the clock, play bully ball, be physical, be aggressive. So how is Washington going to be able to match that physicality and are the pop plays offensively going to continue to work against this really good Michigan defense? We know that Washington's offensive line is fantastic and that battle in the trenches is going to be the battle to watch. In my opinion, in this game, they won the Joe Moore award for being the best offensive line in the entire nation, but Michigan's a really good defense. And so um, a lot of things are going to have to go right for Washington to win this game. But you can make an argument in my mind for either side of this thing. I just get that weird feeling for Washington that Michael Penix is going to put up another Michael Penix performance. And it's interesting, like, you know, Michael, because we've talked about it so much on the show. We've been Michael Penix fans for a while. We know what this kid can do. A lot of people coming out of the Texas game last week are like, oh, wow. Michael Penix can actually spin it. No kidding. No kidding. (laughs) We were talking about Heisman opportunities for him before the season even started. And now after last week's game, you have a lot of people wondering if maybe he should have had a better chance at winning it, but he's a special kid. He's got some special wide receivers and uh, I'm really eager to see how this plays out. Speaking with Stormy Bonatoni, host here at VEASAN, Sunday through Thursday on the Lombardi line, also ESPN college football sideline reporter. Well, I'm curious, Stormy, do you think Washington will try to run the ball any in this game? Because we know that starting running back Dylan Johnson got hurt at the end of the Sugar Bowl against Texas. Like, is he 100%? Is he 80%? I mean, I guess he's going to play, but how much do you think he'll be used tonight? 
Yes, he's going to play. His offensive coordinator confirmed that at Media Day this week, as well as on some of his radio hits. And and Dylan Johnson at Media Day was very avid about, like, absolutely nothing is going to hold him out of this. But to your point, Femi, how compromised is he going to be? I don't know. Washington will need him to run the ball. I, I know that what's going to be most important for them, obviously, is the pass game and his offensive line holding up, giving Michael Penix time to plant the feet and throw those dime passes we know that he can but you have to have the threat of a run game and dylan johnson's seven yards per carry have been pretty good for them to establish that threat and when we talk about him being compromised too like he's been compromised for a while now he's been injured in a number of games down the stretch and he's been playing through it obviously it looked really bad at the end of the texas game and i think that's a whole nother conversation of why are you still trying to run the ball and get yards in a position where you don't need to? So we'll talk about that another day. But yeah, I think he's going to need to at least be able to present that threat for them to have success today. Stormy, what do you feel like in being around both teams? Has the Jim Harbaugh rumors to the NFL, have you felt like that has affected any of the Michigan players? That'd be my first question. And the most important question of all that I have for you is, have you met Ben, Kirk Herbstreet's dog yet? <laughs> I did. Ben Herbstreet and I are best friends. I met him at media day. <laughs> I'll have to send you the photo, Michael. Just the I best know. boy, the best boy. He is like a 10-year-old golden retriever that's so well-behaved. And he came up to me, so I feel like maybe I had some special juju that day. It was amazing. <laughs> um, but as for the Harbaugh of it all, I really don't think that that's going to have an impact on the team or him specifically being distracted. He is very one-track-minded when it comes to this and finishing this mission and being there for this team. And if it was going to affect him, I think it would have been more so last week going into the Rose Bowl because that's when all the rumors were really, really heating up and peaking and it didn't distract that distract him or the team at that point. Now, this is a national championship. You don't have to do a whole lot to be motivated and be ready to go for this game. So I, I personally, at least from what I have gauged, talking briefly to Coach Harbaugh and talking to a number of the players this week, that's not the sense that I get is that that'll be an issue. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole Baltimore Ravens brass apparently is going to be down there uh, yeah. supporting Jim Harbaugh and this Michigan team. Obviously, there's a little bit of crossover with Mike McDonald, used to be the Wolverines defensive coordinator, now the D.C. for the Ravens. Stormy, you mentioned you liked Washington with the side. You're taking the five. What about the total? Right now, the consensus number is 55 and a half. There's some 56 in the market as well. A little bit of bouncing back and forth between 56 and 55 and a half. So you guys tell me what you think, because I think it plays into who the winner is, because... If it's a Washington game and they're able to light up the scoreboard and Michael Penix can plant his feet and throw it out to those three amazing receivers and McMillan, Polk, and Roma Dunze, then I think that it can be an over type of a game because Michigan is going to be chasing a little bit. They're going to try to put points up on the board. If Michigan is playing to their style of game and they're dictating early, running the football, playing with that aggression we talked about earlier and it's tripping up Washington and they're not getting that opportunity to have the pop play and their D line is winning that battle in the trenches, then I think it's an under type of a game. So I would say go with whichever team you think is going to win this game and cover the spread because that's likely the way that the total will trend as well. 
I think that's right. I agree with that. I think it's correlation betting works there because I think if you're Michigan and you're Jim Harbaugh, you want to have this ball for 35, 36 minutes yeah. because what we do know about Penix is he can throw the ball in the third level as well as anybody, and one play gets you in scoring range. So controlling the football, I think, or controlling possessions, I think, more than anything, and I think possessions leads to a lower total. I, I don't disagree with that at all, and I, I think ultimately and talking to the board, this game's not going to be too big for Washington either, Stormy. I think to me, they have so much confidence in their team. You could feel it when I listen to them talk. Absolutely. And I'm such a big fan of Kalen DeBoer, by the way. He just seems like a cool guy to be around, a great leader. He's had success every single place that he's been. And I agree with you. I don't think the moment's going to be too big. They have been playing and thriving off of that disrespect underdog card. And it's I think helped elevated with already a very talented and good team to another level. And talking to one of the guys, um, Braylon Trice this week and hearing what he's kind of said was that they thought going into the sugar bowl. Okay. The, the nerves, they're going to get to us at some point, but then you go out on the football field and you're just playing football. And I know at a national championship, the stage is that much bigger. It's that much easier to say and harder to do, but if you could do it in the sugar bowl, you can probably do it here in Houston too. Yeah, the, the lights will be brightest tonight. Once again, Washington, a five-point dog against the Michigan Wolverines, total sitting at 55 and a half here. Stormy, before we let you go, any early NFL wildcard thoughts that you have yet? I am so excited that the football <laughs> gods gave us the Lions against the Rams. Like, <laughs> we needed this. We deserve this. I can't wait to have Goff versus McVay, Stafford versus old team. I mean, 12 years, the connection they have to the community. I'm pumped for that one. And I'm pumped for the 49ers to get a little bit of a breather break as well. Although, why are we letting Carson Wentz have a 12-yard rushing touchdown? Somebody help me with it. Tell me about it, Stormy. I was on the Niners. I would have been 3-0 and if we would have had that done. I thought for sure we were going to win that Disgusting. One. So mad. All right, so mad. Stormy, have fun tonight in Houston. We'll talk later. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Pritch joins us next to give us his wild card thoughts on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get an unlimited access to our vsin.com slash picks page. I mean, how about the pick from Stormy in the last segment? They're liking Washington plus five tonight in the national title game against Michigan. For more VSEN Pro picks, become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. The Lombardi line will give you 10% off an annual subscription when you use promo code Lombardi. That's all you got to do. It's pretty simple. vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi, hanging out here the day after the final day of the regular season in the NFL. And to help us break it all down and look forward to Super Wild Card Weekend, we're bringing in our buddy VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick and national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes, the one and only Mike Pritchard, joining us here on the Lombardi line. Pritch, before we turn it forward to this weekend, uh, what were your thoughts on Week 18 and, of course, the firings that we've seen earlier this morning? And last night with the Falcons dismissing Arthur Smith and the commander saying goodbye to Ron Rivera. Yeah, Femi and Michael, great to be with you. I mean, uh, it was teaser city uh, for that last week in the National <laughs> Football League that was profitable. Uh, you know, the, the firings that are happening uh, two minutes after midnight for Arthur Smith. No surprise. <laughs> no surprise. 
and then Ron Rivera, probably no surprise there either. I mean, I, I've said this before on on your show here that, you know, Arthur Smith, you, you got to make a decision. Do you want to call plays or do you want to be a head coach? Uh, and at no point down the stretch did he, uh, you know, assert himself as being a quality head coach or a head coach that you could rely on uh, moving forward. So, I mean, I think Atlanta made the right decision. Go ahead and cut it off uh, and get rid of that situation. Go on to the next situation and see if you can get better. They got a talented roster, young roster. Uh, they still need to do some building. Obviously, they need a quarterback and, and some other key areas. But, um, I, I, yeah, I think I think the amount of talent that you have on that roster and then underachieving with that uh, led to the demise of that situation. And then Ron Rivera, I mean, uh, I, I have so much respect for Coach Rivera, uh, not only as a player, what he was before, and certainly as a transcendent head coach uh, in his early days. I, I just think his message was a little old, uh, and I think his style of coaching uh, does not fit today's NFL. Uh, and then he just held on to Del Rio and, and some some other excuse making along the way that probably lost respect in that locker room. So uh, they needed a change there as well. Yeah. And now the question is, where do they go? Right. You know, and the, yeah. we know that's not the end of it either. We know there's going to be a lot more changes coming. Let, let's go back to Arthur uh, Smith for a second. When I watch Atlanta, Mike, for as many times as they drafted first round receivers and tight ends and running backs, they are slow on offense. Yeah. You know, I, I can't believe it. I, it's it's like uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to. Uh, come up with a, a, an analogy here, but I probably won't do that. What I'll do is is just agree with you that it, it, it's slow. It looks slow. Like London is not a, a breakaway receiver. We know that, uh, but he is a 50-50 guy. Pitts, uh, he is just an incredible matchup nightmare, I think, in the middle of the field. And then Bijan, uh, very elusive, uh, but you know you have to get him in one-on-one situations to see that explosive nature. But, but in reality, that's, that's true for a lot of guys in national football. Like, could they use a speed demon Sure. I mean, I, I think there's uh, there's a dime a dozen of those guys out there in a, in, in a draft each and every year in terms of a, a breakaway or a speed element type of guy. Um, but it, it just felt like they wanted to be a rugged, tough football team running a football, but yet also understood that they could be explosive, but didn't know how to get there. Right. Uh, on the outside. And I, I never understood the philosophy uh, outside of what Arthur Smith established in Tennessee. Uh, that he was trying to establish there in Atlanta. We're speaking with Mike Pritchard here, VEASAN NFL analyst on the Lombardi line, breaking down the happenings from week 18, some of the coach firings here on Black Monday. Arthur Smith dismissed by the Atlanta Falcons. Ron Rivera dismissed by the Washington Commanders. Well, Pritchard, let's take a look at Super Wild Card Weekend. We have six games on tap, two Saturday, three Sunday, and then Monday night between the Eagles and Buccaneers. Have any of these games, whether it's side or total, really jumped out to you? Anything that surprised you, whether the market has moved, even though we're early on in this process? Yeah, you know, no, no surprises yet, Femi. I mean, uh, Cleveland under a field goal on the road is attractive right now. Um, I, I like that situation. I guess Buffalo, a double-digit favorite uh, at home, weather and all that factoring in. T.J. Watt, all that too. I, I, I guess I can understand uh, the double digits. Um, outside of that, nah, nothing's really surprising me. Um, you know, Tampa, what, four and a half. I mean, that that's kind of interesting. Excuse me, two and a half. Excuse me, Philly. Uh, there um, on the road. That's kind of that's kind of interesting uh, to look at that situation uh, as they limped into the playoffs too. But uh, yeah, nothing. I, I think the market is going to uh, settle out, settle out, and settle down here as we get close and close to kickoff, and uh, we get a gauge on some key injuries uh, and situations like that. But 
outside of Cleveland uh, under a field goal, I mean, nothing, nothing really jumps off the board for me right now. How about tonight? I mean, we just we had the uh, you know we we talked about Washington and we just had Stormy on. She talked about Michigan and the matchup and how the game's going to go. How do you see this game going? And do you have a lean on either side? <clears throat> I do, Michael. I mean, I, I think it was hard to get off of Michigan uh, right around that four number and, and, and think about them and, uh, and OK, what, what's going to happen in this game? Uh, and now that it's at five, uh, I'm leaning towards Washington. I, here, here's why. Like going through this process and, and, you know, you go through this whole month of preparing for a national championship. Uh, and you might experiment, you know, certainly you're going to do conditioning differently. You might try to tinker a little bit with your offense and, and throw your opponent off or, or maybe give some different looks defensively. Uh, and you can do that with a month, but we're talking about a week now. So if you're in Michigan and what you did to Alabama helped you out until Alabama adjusted to it in the second half. Uh, and, but if you're in Michigan this week, you have a week. So you're not going to have that month of preparation and, and, and tinkering to kind of throw off Washington. I think Washington is going to gauge that film uh, of Alabama and, and kind of understand that that's what Michigan is about right now uh, and hone in on that. So on the other side, can Michigan slow down the explosive nature of Washington's offense? And I haven't seen anybody really do that consistently all year long. And uh, the way that they're protecting Penix too, and those receivers, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I know it's a bad matchup for, for Texas in the quarters coverage uh, I think we'll see a little bit more man to man and maybe single high stuff from from Michigan, but these elite receivers, I, I believe they they can get open. So I I'm leaning towards the points here uh, with the Huskies. Do you think we'll see a high scoring game? The totals at 55 and a half here. I feel like both offenses have advantages just in different ways. Right, right. And so Michigan, Femi, I, I think for them to win. They're going to have to control the ball offensively, limit possessions, the explosive nature of Washington. We know Washington can eat up clock, too, uh, if they have to later on in games, though. But, um, yeah, I, I, this is so the syndicate, uh, who I'm going to introduce mm. you to, Femi, by the way, uh, <laughs> they like to tease the total down uh, and go over as well as the points uh, with Washington. So a same game teaser. They're getting Washington up <laughs> wow. to 11. You just perked him up, Mike. I mean, nobody loves, other than my girl Stormy, nobody loves teasers more than these two, right? Hey, hey you know what? I, I think that the week that the syndicate had uh, this last week in the National Football League, Michael, uh, yeah, they're, they're feeling pretty good about that. But I, I, I would approach it like taking a point. So I love having a position. Uh, and then if I have to adjust – uh, end game, I can do that. I, I did that with the semifinals. I actually had uh, Alabama teased up along with Washington. Uh, and then I took the side of Michigan uh, in that Alabama game. Mm. So I was able to cash that situation because I had, I think the position that I had pre-flop brought clarity. Uh, I figured I was, I was on the wrong side with Michigan or, or certainly uh, taking Alabama, but I did tease them up. So that helped me. And, and I think this could be the case as well, where I like the points with Washington, but in game, if I'm on the wrong side, I, I can adjust accordingly. 
sometimes we get leveraged on both sides and in your case like you do with the semifinals you hit all the bets that come with it he is mike pritchard vcent nfl analyst obviously you check him out all across the network here pritch we appreciate the time i'm saying go huskies as a fan so uh, hopefully you go ahead and get to the window (laughs) with washington plus five all right let's go let's do it Uh, it should be a great game thanks a lot for having me guys Awesome stuff there from yeah. Pitch. Uh, he made a great point. He made a great point. I mean, the the week you have so much time for the first game, the second game, and you know you, you do a little bit of preparation for the team you might have to play because you don't know them beforehand. But you know you take those that time, but you have to win the first game to get to the second one, right? So th- this is going to require a little bit more of in-game adjustments and figuring out where you can go with it and how you can handle it. But it's not going to be quite as quick as it was when you started out when you played Alabama or when you played Texas. Who do you think that benefits? Do you think that benefits? Because like, like the power rating, so you Michigan is the better team. Like, Does that shorter prep time benefit the Michigan. better team? Yeah. Because- yeah, because Michigan has been able to control pace, right? Michigan's defense has been one of the best defenses in the nation. And so when you can do that, you control pace. If the game gets away from like the TCU game did last year, which again helps Michigan because they went through this, right? Yeah. They have visions of TCU in their head this week, right? How did TCU attack us? How did they play us? All those things. And you can work on that and prepare for that. Yeah, it's almost like it's one thing to win a semifinal game. It's another thing to win the semifinal and the national title game because it's a little bit shorter of a runway uh, for that second game. All right, we'll give our final thoughts on the CFP and also look ahead to some of the Super Wild Card Weekend games as well to wrap up the show here on the DraftKings Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafei, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Vegas. The crown is yours. Welcome back. Final segment of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi here. And before we go forward, uh, let's give out our pro tip. And this one is what we talked about with uh, our very own Stormy Bonantoni here about a half hour ago. It's that the side in tonight's national title game between Washington and Michigan is likely correlated with the total as well. Yeah, I think pace, this game's about pace tonight, right? What pace do you want to play at? How do you handle the pace? How do you slow down the pace if it gets away from them? Look, we know Washington watched that TCU game and said, hey, we can do what TCU did to them. We got just as much skill as TCU did, you know, and and you could make the argument that that's true, right? So that pace is something that Jim Harbaugh doesn't want to play. He wants to get control of the game early. I think this is why in-game betting is going to be important in this game as well. And when you know the pace, it correlates to what side you like. It's interesting. The money, you know, we're getting Michigan money here today. We got a bunch of Michigan money a little bit last week at the, at, towards the close, where now the line's up to five. That always kind of concerns you a little bit when you get the late money coming in. But I do think the correlation is, if you like to five, take the over. Yeah, and, and we've seen, like you said, as we're getting the Michigan money, also money coming in on the under. So I think a lot of people are seeing this similar to us to where, hey, like all these people betting Michigan minus four and a half, Michigan minus five. And then now all the 56s are now turning to 55 and a half. And there's even 55s on the board as well. Michigan being correlated to the under if they can just control the clock and keep Michael Penix and that Washington attack on the sidelines. Maybe they'll have a better chance to win this game. Well, let's ultimately give our thoughts on this game here, Michael. Once again, Michigan, a five point favorite, 55 and a half is our total do you like a side do you like a total here obviously we've talked about how it's correlated and uh, which correlation are you rolling with uh, you know I, I like I like Washington and the points I, I just think to me you know it's hard to watch a tape in the Big Ten where we've seen Michigan play this game now the only thing that has caused me some concern is you go back Indiana 2019 Penix to board both there Uh, Michigan, different team, but they dominated the game. I I just think Washington's skill is a lot different than Indiana's skill at that time. So I think I wasted my time going back and researching that game. I think it's (laughs) going to be a different game. I just think think the fact that Washington's undervalued, they can control. All we heard about was how great Texas' defensive front was. You never felt them in the game, did you? Oh. You never Washington's offensive line blocked them as well as anybody. They blocked Oregon as well as anybody two times. Yeah. So I like Washington. And I'll take the points. Yeah. I mean, Michael Penix was out there having a picnic in the, in the pocket back there against Texas. They're able to pick out his receivers and all that stuff. I'm with you. I took the points. I'm at a, at a worse number. I took four and a half. The market has said uh, they don't like it. It's all gone to five, but four and a half, five, whatever, tomato, tomato. Like I, I still like the Washington Huskies here. Obviously, at the better number of five, but I have four and a half in pocket for me. And like you, I, I just no think teaser play, no teaser play on this game. No, no teaser. Pritch made a compelling case for the same game teaser, but I'm going to go ahead and just take the side, but I'm not taking the money line. I, I, I do think Michigan's going to win this football game, but just based on how these two teams play, I think we're going to get a close game. This is going to be a one possession game at entering the fourth quarter. So I want those points in my back pocket. I hope there. so. Yeah. 
I, I have two hopes for tonight. I hope I can stay awake. That's A. And B, I hope it's a close game. It's an early because kick. It's 9 o'clock kick. I mean, no, we got to call Will Hill. I don't know what he's been doing. But, I mean, like, ridiculous. Like, why is he starting this game at 9 o'clock? I, I, no, I don't know. Maybe he had another podcast to do and he gets too busy to, you know, to handle this. But I, I count on him to get this handled. Shout out to our guy, Will Hill, who his podcast is fantastic. Should have bet more. I've listened to it. He's got some great guests on there. Uh, shout out to our guy, Will Hill. But this is this is an early kick for you, Michael. It's 730 Eastern time. So it, it's early for us. No, on the West. I think yeah. it's, no, I it's, it's, it's a nine o'clock. No, they, they, oh, it's they, they, a seven. Yeah, they bumped it up. For for people like for oh, the East Coasters. Okay, I, my son was telling me. My son was was kidding me all day. Are you gonna stay awake till nine o'clock for the kickoff? Or what time? You know, like they're all making fun of me. Oh, I didn't know it was a seven thirty yeah, kick. Oh, yes. great, this is good. So yeah, right in your wheelhouse. So seven thirty on the That'd East Coast. Perfect. It's it's early it's, for it, us the, out here. Yeah, let me see here. No Sixer game tonight, so I won't have to go back and forth. By the way, not to bring up a bad subject, have you seen the shape that your man's in, the MVP of the league? Have you watched him recently? I know he's got a knee injury. Have you seen that? It's it's. I don't know if he's going to get to that threshold to win MVP. Get to play 65 games. I'm, I'm starting to get concerned. He might not get there. Starting to get a little concerned. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, he's trending in that. Um, plus, it's only it's only January. Yeah. He usually doesn't start to dis, you know until April when he doesn't play in the playoffs or misses playoff games. So anyway, I, I digress. Let's go back to what really matters. Let's talk about the Eagles. Why is this line, Femi, moving to three? Like, mm. what have the Eagles done to deserve this? I knew they blew out. I mean, week week two, week three is the last time. The Eagles have had a dominating win of the season was when they played the Bucks on Monday night down there. They dominated that game. But I don't understand why when you watch that Eagle offense, when you watch that Eagle defense, they can't cover. I mean, who's covering Mike Evans? Who's covering Godwin? Now, I know Baker can't make a throw. I mean, I know he goes up and down like a roller coaster, but there are going to be some throws here now. Guys will be open, but will Baker hit them is, is the big question. I think that's why you're seeing interest in Philadelphia to where it's like there's the two sides of the coin. Philadelphia looks horrendous, and they've looked bad for six weeks. But you watched that Carolina-Tampa game yesterday. I don't see how you have any confidence back in the Bucks. Like, I watched a lot of that game for some reason that I'm still unaware of. There was only six, so I was able to have a, an eye on that one. But it looked bad offensively, and not just from a scheme. Like, the guys were open. Baker just couldn't hit them. And then he's also limping after every single play, too. So he's compromised, and he's also not that good to begin with. I think that's why you have interest <laughs> on Philly. Well, also, last th week three of the season, Tampa's 2-0, and Philly's 2-0. and Philly was a six-point road favorite. Yep. in the game. Now it's down to three. So it's so the power rankings have shifted tremendously. Philly's still being the favorite. But then when you peel back the numbers and you go back and I'll watch, I'm going to watch the, the all 22 again today. I mean, they couldn't make a play. Baker had 25 passing attempts. He had 146 yards. He had 146 yards and they can't run the ball. We know that. Philly, contrastly, they ran the ball down Tampa's throat. They had 40 carries for 201 yards. I mean, they had 472 yards of offense. Now, remember, they still turned the ball over twice against them. So I, I, I don't know. Both teams are, are different. You know, both teams are – well, one team, Philly, is completely different because this game, you kind of got the sense when you watch this Monday night game that Philly was truly a Super Bowl contender when you watched them. Yeah, and then that's been much different down the stretch here. If I had to play this game, I think I'd lay it with Philly. 
I think I would. I'd just plug the nose. I'd lay it and say, you know what? If they beat me, they beat me. But uh, I'm not going down with Baker Mayfield. Not in the playoffs. Nope. Not not doing it. Uh, the other game, though, that's about to touch three here across the board. Maybe it's later on this afternoon. How about Saturday afternoon? Browns, Texans, where I'm sitting at circa. We're at three. Two and a half is still consensus. Do you think we ultimately close three here with Cleveland as the road favorite? You know, I mean, Cleveland, as I thought, retreated yesterday completely. They had no interest. They kept all their guys. They rotated through. Cleveland on the road defensively is is my biggest reluctance to take in this because there has been, they haven't really, the last good offense they played on the road was they went out to Los Angeles. Now, Garrett was hurt in that game, in fairness. And the Rams were able to just run the ball for 120 yards. They ran it down their throat. So, you know, when they play home, they're a completely different defense than when they play on the road. And, you know, we know they turn the ball over, at least even though Flacco's played tremendously and should be comeback player of the year, they turn the ball over. And and in playoff games, that's going to be really something you can't do. And I just feel like this Browns defense has to play at a much higher level than they did even when they won the game 36 to 22 the last time, because that was a Case Keenum game. So, you know, they both have played. They gained 418 yards. Now, if you're Cleveland, you're sitting there saying, look, we only ran for 54 yards against them last time we played. The, the Indianapolis Colts ran for 200. Different venue, I know. Indy was home. The, the Houston game was at, at in Houston for the Browns. But they're going to have to run the ball a little bit to help their defense out here. I really believe that. And if they're healthy in the offensive line, they should be able to. Yeah, my concern for Houston, though, is that they can't really run the ball that well. They, they, they didn't even try. They abandoned the run against Indianapolis. If you just get into a drop back pass happy game against that Cleveland rush, I get that Cleveland's not the same away from Northeast Ohio, but uh, good luck blocking. Well, these they guys. held them to 72 yards rushing. You will have a hard time running the ball against against Schwartz's defense. Yeah. I mean, I know that they've seen now again. I've said this before, and, and one of the things I've always liked, and we got to consider this, Schwartz, when he plays against the Kyle Shanahan offense, is usually very, very good. He's been money. And that's another one. I, I hope I'm not too chalky this week, but that's another one. If I had to play it, I'd lay the two and a half if I can get it with the Cleveland Browns. That does it for us here on the Lombardi line. Michael, always a pleasure. Thank you to our producer, Elliot Bowman, and the entire crew behind the glass. Sharp Money is coming up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.